We've got to find a way today to carve out our own niche, figuring out how we can stand out and separate ourselves from everybody else. In other words, if you want to be relevant, then folks, figure out how to spend time doing things that are relevant, and the rest of it doesn't matter. How can you spend your time pushing forward the goals, the ambitions, and the love affair you have with your business to everybody else? is the Getting Better Now podcast presented by the Golf Business Network. The show by golf professionals for golf professionals. Profiling experts from inside and outside the golf industry to help you advance your career, make a lasting impact, and achieve your goals. Here's your host, PGA professional from St. David's Golf Club, Dean Candle. What's your story? If someone asked you that, do you have an answer? How are you making an impact in the position where you currently serve? Are you confident that you're truly making an impact? What are you doing to stand out from the crowd so that someone might tell another person about you? Anything? Some of these may be difficult questions for you to answer. I know I didn't have a great answer to all of them. For Craig Can, he's on a mission to show others the importance of answering these and many more questions. So as he puts it, you can stand out when you stand up. If you're in the golf business, you most likely recognize Craig from his 17 plus years as an anchor on the Golf Channel. As one of the originals when the channel launched in 1995, he eventually left for an opportunity to become the Chief Communications Officer at the LPGA. While there, his efforts led to an overhaul of the LPGA brand, which helped transform that once struggling tour. But these days, Craig spends his time coaching individuals, teams, and companies about the importance of delivering their message, building their story, and generating influence, which in this day and age is easier than ever to get out to the world, but still a monumental challenge for a lot of us. Craig was the featured speaker at this year's Golf Business Network annual meeting at the 2020 PGA Show. So in this episode, we cut in during Craig's presentation where he challenges the audience with a word that he says defines him, elevate. And he asks the question, what word defines you? So at the end of this episode, maybe you'll have an answer. Maybe it might take you some time to figure it out. But at some point, I hope you do. So here's Craig Can. I hope you enjoy it. You're really smart here, you're an attorney. And those realtors put a for sale sign right in your yard, selling your property. In presenting or public speaking, we put a for sell sign. This is prime real estate. Not everybody gets tapped on the shoulder. Not everybody gets an audience. Not everybody gets a chance to deliver a message. So what do you do with it, right? This whole room was yours, wherever you wanted to go, whoever you wanted to connect with. We sell ourselves, we sell our story, we sell our brand, if we so choose. And there is nothing bigger than the story that you personally own. Nobody knows it better than you, or at least nobody should know it better than you, and nobody should be able to deliver it like you can. So the question is, can you sell it in a way that makes it special? If you run a golf course, why am I going to invest my time and my money to go play yours? If you have a product, and I have six choices, 
Which one is going to stand out? Is it yours? What value will it bring to me? I need to know. And I need to know because I need to go tell somebody else because I need to build your brand for you. That's the important thing. Now, how many of you have hired anybody in the last three years? Okay. When I was at the LPGA, we had this really cool exercise. The way we did it was, if you were coming on our executive team, we would meet all of the different executives that were sitting on our board, and we would all interview, and at the end, we'd have a conversation. Now, if you were going to come be on my communications marketing team, you would come, and I would also send you around the building, various touch points. You talked to tournament relations, you talked to operations, you talked to rules officials, you talked to uh, the website folks, and uh, many others. And then you'd come to me. And in my office, I had the whiteboard on the wall, but I had another thing. I had my three things whiteboard. A smaller whiteboard. You guys haven't seen those. And the way I did it was I'd ask a few questions. Didn't matter if you were an executive level person or if you were a young up-and-comer looking for a job to be a communications coordinator, manager, whatever it might be. And what I said was, here's the exercise. It's my three things board. And I gave them this board, and on the left-hand column, it said three things, and they'd have to write the answers down on this board, three things that you've learned about the organization during the interview process, be it three weeks, three months, whatever that time, three things. The middle column was three things in your research about our organization that you have learned that you think we can do better, and how you can actually help us solve that issue. Three things. On the right-hand column was three things that separate you from anybody else that we might be interviewing for the position. I would give them the board, they go sat down at the round table in my office, and I would sit at my desk, and I would do emails or whatever, and about five, ten minutes later, I'd say, let me know when you're done, and they'd say, Craig or Mr. Ken, if they were a young kid coming out of school, I'm ready. And I said, that's not how this works. I need you to take that board, I need you to back up ten feet. Now I need you to present it to me. I'm a big body language guy. And I can tell in an instant who's comfortable with the stage, who's comfortable with their ideas. Now, each and every one of us has an inner genius. We all have smarts. We all can write down things. You're taking notes right now. And we do that on a regular basis. But very few people can be the ambassador of those ideas. Very few people can be the entrepreneur of those ideas. Very few people can be their own chief spokesperson for those ideas, the head of communications and marketing for their ideas. They wilt at the opportunity. Sweat, fear, anxiety, stricken with what's going to happen and how is he judging me and what is he thinking and what will he tell others. Some embrace it, some don't. Now, I don't hire the best public speaker. And by the way, if I'm working with each and every one of you individually, I cannot make you the best public speaker. I can't make you the best presenter. What I promise you is I will make you your best presenter and your best public speaker because we all have some skill set that we can deliver. So some people can't do it. But I want to hire somebody, and if you're going to be on my communications team, you darn well better be able to be somebody who can present your thoughts and who can share the message and the story of our organization. So it's not just Mike Juan, it's not just John and Andy, it's not just me. you got to be able to do that work too because we also need a succession. It's an exercise that most people are afraid of, public speaking, by the way, is the number one fear of all Americans. And it's not even close. Number two is death. Yeah. 
basically suggesting that somebody would rather be buried six feet underground than be above ground talking about why they died and what they did in their life in the first place. It makes no sense. And what I say is, we need to die for the opportunity. Some people never get it. Public speaking is not a gift. It's an opportunity to build your brand. And that exercise allows for that. Now, each and every one of you has a business card, and you got so excited about that business card, I'm sure, hey, I can be this, I can be that, I can CEO, I can president, whatever it is. People that would come in to interview, hey, I don't want to be a communications coordinator, I'm looking to be a communications manager. Oh, I don't want to be the vice president of sales, I'm really looking to be the senior vice president of sales. Great. I don't really care what's on anybody's business card. I have my own. I'm a founder and managing director. I can put whatever I want. The bottom line is, toss the card away. Each and every one of us is an entrepreneur. And that's the way we should wake up at the beginning of the day. In charge of our ideas, no fear of failure. Willing to push. Willing to do whatever it takes to get that idea across the finish line and empower other people to help us get there. That's what we need to adopt. That's the philosophy that we need. So if you're into making your name brand, you probably have one of these skill sets right here. I guarantee it. You've got one of them, executive presence. You walk into a room, people stop. They pay attention, they listen to you. How about control and composure in tough situations? Nobody pays attention when a video's going great. But when it hits the fan, you're a leader, all eyes are on you. They want to see how you handle it. That's how you're judged. I had the opportunity to rewrite the crisis communication plan for the LPGA. God forbid an airplane goes down, a charter flight in Thailand with 70 players, or a mother on tour has a domestic violence situation. You prepare for all of those things, and I need to know who's going to be in the war room with me, figuring out who's going to talk, what they're going to say, what impact they're going to make, how they're going to say it, and can they be calm? Transparent, deliver, connect. It's important. What about organization preparedness? When you go into a meeting, do you take notes, sit in the corner, or are you one of the people that actually pushes things forward, makes it a little uncomfortable? That's okay. That's how we get things moving. That's how we get people talking. Which person are you? What about personal presentation? Now, my mom for years was an image consultant. I've been her guinea pig since I don't even remember when. I know all about spring colors, winter colors, fall colors, all that stuff. Don't wear a horizontal stripe. It makes you look wider. Don't wear a spread collar. It makes you look wider. You know, when I was on TV, we always said, hey, camera that's 10 pounds. Great, make sure only one of them's on me. That's all I need. Those things are important. When you walk up in front of a room, people eyeball you head to toe. They do. That's how it starts. How do you carry yourself? How do you dress? How do you present yourself? Not just the information that you do. Standing out when you stand up. That's how you become the great shoe. Standing out when you stand up. And there's one thing right there that's key to leadership that everybody should want. One word. One thing that I would argue would be the thing that you want attached to your name. No matter what you do, what business you run, how many years you've done it, how many people you've affected, one word. Anybody want to venture a guess? Yes. Confidence, good word. Anybody else? I'm sorry? Excitement's a good word. One word attached to your name, if you could have it. Successful. What's your definition of success? Don't answer that. Think about it. Is it... Making more money or making an impact? 
There's a difference. I don't work for a paycheck. I work to make an impact. Yes, sir. I'm sorry? Uh, okay, there's another good one. The word, folks, is influence. Now, I didn't write the dictionary, capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something. That's the verb. Read the next one. A person or thing that sways opinion or makes an impact. Folks, that's you. That's me. That's us. That's our opportunity. That's our golden opportunity. And if you could have influence attached to your name, you'd be a lot better off in the long term. What your business does has an influence on the industry of golf. What you do as a leader of that business has an impact and an influence on those who work for you. How do you carry yourself? How do you deliver? That's what's important. Now for me, I've had multiple things that I've had opportunities for influence. Be it doing workshops around the country for businesses and teams at the highest level. Has it been being at the Olympics, interviewing athletes on a great, great stage? Or standing on the stage for Fortune 500 companies doing speeches? Obviously, the Golf Channel was a great thrill ride for more than 17 years. And now Sirius XM DJs were radio. But those are just my opportunities for influence. It doesn't mean I do anything with that. What are yours? When you thought about the five years, where did you go with your head? What are the building blocks, which I'll talk about in just a little bit, that have gotten you to where you are? That's what's important. That's what we need to think about. That's what we need to deliver. Now, I want to share a little bit on my LPGA experience, because when I got there in 2011, this rolled across my desk. I've never forgotten it. Obviously, I saved it. This was the week after the World Series, folks. The week after the World Series. The Giants swept the Tigers that year. Now, I'm not Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball. I don't run marketing and communications, but I can promise you one thing. There were some serious conversations going on that week. Have you ever seen Sports Illustrated the week after the World Series without a picture of the home run swing, champagne celebration, jumping around on the field? No, you haven't. But we got J.J. Watt. And my eyes were wide open on that. I don't run baseball, but I was helping to run golf. A niche sport and a niche within a niche. My eyes were wide open, my ears were wide open. I realized right then and there that if baseball's struggling for attention, how's golf going to get noticed? How's the LPGA going to get noticed? What the heck are we going to do to raise awareness and get people to pay attention in a distracted society? We have to make people focus. We can't wait for attention. We've got to make people pay attention. We have to do things worthy of somebody's time, focus, and energy. So how in the world are we going to do that? Strategic communication at every level and one thing that I believed in, above all, that we took to the highest level. Now, in 2011, this was the mindset of the LPGA. 24 tournaments. We had a lot of young players. Not this young, by the way. She was not on the LPGA. But she symbolizes that feeling of an organization, not left for dead, but a few feet buried underground. We all know that. That's why I took the job, the opportunity to help take it northward under a great leadership team. 24 events, TV, tape delayed more than 80% of the time, fighting for media attention and awareness. We had work to do, folks, a lot of it. If you followed along and paid any attention at all, you knew we had work to do. And to me, the message was everything. The LPGA players, and I believe this, till I die, are the best ambassadors of their sport in all of professional sports. They get it. They don't raise their hand and say, yes, I'll help. They raise their hand and say, how? How can I help? 
The problem was there wasn't a big enough stage for which they could shout their message. There wasn't a tall enough mountain from which they could climb and project that message. And worst of all, they didn't necessarily know what the message was. What would they say when they had the opportunity? So we worked on a lot of things. I conducted presentation skills seminars for all the executives on the team and everybody at the lower levels as well because it can't just be about the top who know the story. Everybody needs to know it. Our players through intense media coaching had to understand the concept that there is no such thing as a bad question, but there's a really bad answer. And they needed to understand that when it comes to shooting a 66 and going into the press room, nobody cares. They have their name on their back. They're supposed to shoot 66, right? Give me a reason to pay attention. I have three kids. There's 155 on a T-sheet. Why are you worthy? N.B. Park, Paula Kramer, Morgan Pressel, Michelle Wee, of the attention of me or my kids or anybody else. What impact do you make? What do you do to leave something with them that don't go tell somebody else about? There's 156 on the T-sheet. Why are you different? Why are you the green shoe over the other 155? That's what we had to work on. We went through an ambassador program where they had to understand the concepts and the stories of global, global. How many countries do we travel to? I had one player say, I think it's eight. I said, you have the passport, it's 15. How many countries are represented on our tour? I had a player, very prominent, tell me, I think it's, I think it's 18. I said, it's actually 31. We are a global tour represented by everybody. And there are seven different countries currently represented, that was then, on the Rolex top ten. How many countries have we televised it? Somebody said 26. That player won a U.S. Open. 26 was her answer. I said, you're close. It's 173 around the world. And I need you to go into a press room and tell people that we're global and embrace it and be able to sell it. That's our job. We have to sell it. And we worked hard at that. We got fans to take over our social media sites and players to take over our social media sites. It was an effort. And then, in 2015, this is where we landed. Not because of me or my concepts or any of that sort of stuff, because of a collective leadership group that got it and understood the art of promotion and brand building. Rebuilt relationships, 35 events, and a lot of people paying attention. And then this rolled across my desk that same year, and I saved it as well. Now, if you know anything about the writer who wrote that piece, she is very good at journalism and very tough to please. That headline, it's time to pay attention to the LPGA, is one of the things I'm most proud about. In 2015, for the first time in the organization's history, Sports Business Journal, Sports Business Daily, nominated us as one of five finalists amidst all sports for Sports League of the Year. BJ Tour didn't get it. NHL didn't get it. We were right there with the NFL, the NBA. MLS had a great year that year at the Big East Conference. We were all flown to New York City to the Grand Marquis amidst everybody that's anybody in sports. They were all there, thousands in the room. Now, we didn't win that night. But I tell everybody, we won. We won because of inclusion. When they rolled that video of the LPGA, greater awareness for our organization, greater awareness for our product, and the way we pushed it out. That's the victory. That's what we all need to look at. That's how we need to think. And how does that apply to you in your business? 
Folks, each and every one of us has this to answer. How will you lead this game? Will you be the person who climbs to the top of the mountain? Will you get other people to follow you? Or will this game and this industry drag you along? I have spent a lot of time talking to PGA professionals and other people within the industry. And truth be told, because I've had private conversations, if we put a lie detector on many of them in the golf industry and said, I'll give you $10,000 more and you can get out of golf, a lot of them would jump. Because they don't know where they fit, they don't know what they can do, they're not motivated, they think that this is just a place to hang out. we got to make a difference. We don't have a lot of time. We're on the clock. So what are we going to do with that? And I say, we've all got to elevate, elevate our influence. Each and every one of us has an opportunity to be that green shoe. Can you do that? Can you get your hands on your own brand and get a grip on what it means to make a difference? It's time. CEO of your own brand. That's why if you adopt that philosophy. We need to become a brand new influencer. We need to take this game on a journey and tell people about the great things that's going on. And your business is a part of it. If you so believe in it so much that you'll go tell somebody else here this week where there are thousands of displays and product lines, what makes yours better? More importantly, what makes it different? And what will make me walk off the showroom floor and go tell somebody else about it? Can you do that as an individual? Can your team do that? The process in creating a unique name and image, that is what brand is all about. Your brand is huge. Individual brand. You're the face of the franchise. Your company has its own brand. What's the tagline? What does it stand for? Now, a lot of companies today You've heard of influencer marketing? They talk about this. They hire actors and celebrities to represent their brand. They hire coaches, right? You see Nick Saban doing ads for Aflac or whatever it is. Sportscasters are attached to a lot of different things. They can dance, they others. That's great. Bloggers, believe it or not. I was at Reynolds Plantation a couple of years ago at the uh, Ritz-Carlton out of the pool hanging out for a charity golf event. There was a man, wife, and they were in the pool. And we got into a conversation, and I asked them what they do, and she said, I'm a blogger. I said, really? She goes, yeah, I'm a travel blogger. I looked her up. 450,000 followers to a blog. Now, I don't know if the Ritz-Carlton paid to get her there, but I do know this. They knew she was there, or they were going to find out she was there. That stuff's big today. Now, there's one group missing. There should be another box. It's probably the most important box of all. Because we can throw money at a lot of different things and try to find other people to take care of the work for us. But if we don't have this, and the membership that exists within the GBN as a part of that conversation, we are missing the boat. We're not taking ownership of our own responsibility. You are the chief marketing officer of your own brand. Control it carefully. Promote it with style and class. It's important.
Brand has never been a bigger word, a bigger buzz, a bigger conversation, and we've got to get people thinking about it, and you can play a part. So where do brands begin? That's a conversation. Where do they begin? We've got a couple of brands. We've got the personal brand, which is the inside world. And I would challenge each and every one of you to think about the time that you spend thinking about your brand. How do I do what I do? How do I do it differently? Who will know me and what will they know me for? Back to the question, who are you? If you were in a conversation in a short amount of time and somebody said, hey, Frank, John, Jim, Mary, who are you? You gotta have that answer. In one word, I've thought about it. I've been asked that question. Hey, Craig, who are you? Well, let me tell you. I'm an elevator. Wait, you're an elevator? Yeah, yeah, I'm an elevator. You know what I do? I elevate people to become better. I elevate brands to become bigger. And if you bring me on board, I'm going to do my darndest to elevate your event to become grander. That's my purpose. That's my focus. That's my passion. And I put every single thing into it. And I put a lot into thinking about the one word that defined me. A lot of people are uncomfortable to talk about that. It's not that easy. Oh, I'm bragging about myself. I'm, I'm a self-promoter. Yeah, yeah, good. Jump on the train. Figure out what your value proposition is. Figure out what you're going to deliver to other people. It's important. Now the outside world is big too. Because we can't just sit in there on our computer and figure out all the catchy cool words that are attached to us. we got to go out and tell people about it. So now, challenge yourself to think about your business and what you do and how you deliver that. I was a sportscaster forever. I was attached to the Golf Channel brand. Pictures, shows, all of them, helping elevate them. LPGA, same way. Now I run my own deal. So what is Can Advisory Group? What do we do? Well, it's nobody's business but mine. That's the first thing I tell people. But I'm going to make it yours. And what we do is we get people talking. I got you talking, and if I coach you well enough, or we coach you well enough, what you say will get other people talking. That's the transformation. And the same thing happens for businesses as well. We empower people to stand out when they stand up. Because many people stand up, but very few actually have something to say. How many conferences have you been to where you can't remember who the communicator was in the first place? You don't know their message. You don't know their motives. You don't know what they were trying to get you to do or say to other people. See, it all begins with the end. I don't think about how I'm going to start. I think about what I want you to do when you walk out of this room today. What else does Can Advisory Group do? Well, we take the what and we help deliver the wow. I work with your business or anybody else's, Transamerica, Accenture, Gallagher, Piners Resorts, Titleist last week. Yeah, we're taking your product and we're delivering a wow. Because what doesn't work today? People don't have enough time. Millennials don't want to give you the time. We got to get people impressed. We got to get people eye open and ready to share.
Influencers who wear the green shoes know how to elevate awareness. That's what they know how to do. They can take their business and raise it to another level. They can take themselves and provide information that gets people to pay attention. That's important. Now, I've got a Craigslist, and I don't sell anything on it. I spell it a little bit differently, okay? But here it is for you, being your best brand influencer. You ready? This is for you. Here we go. Number one, the word is lead if we're going acronyms. That's what we're doing. We're leading. And I need you to not just love your business. I need you to live your business and your programs and your products. And you gotta be able to tell people why they matter, what they'll do, and how they'll impact somebody. Number two, four-star ratings aren't good enough. You need five. I told everybody that ever worked on our team, take what's given to you and give us something back that's better than we expected when we gave you the opportunity in the first place. If you want upward mobility, that's how you do it. And I don't care if you're here five weeks, five years, or five minutes. Let's go. Nobody's got the time to win. Advertise differently than everybody else. Find a way to get your message noticed and remembered. Clarity. It's important. Lastly, develop that brand with purpose. Spend time with your team and talk about it and think about it and figure out how you're going to deliver it. That's what you want to do. See, I talked about building blocks. Each one of us, raise your hand if you want to be relevant within this industry. You've got a lanyard on. Ask yourself this question when it comes to brand. Do you enjoy sitting in a room like this, representing the company that you work for or own, taking notes and sitting in a conference, or would you rather be up here on a panel at a huge industry trade show representing that company in front of others, sharing your thoughts and your insights and your value propositions and the things that were your success stories that can move other people and take them to heights? That's what we need to strive for. So when it comes to building blocks, we've all got them. I shared mine already. We've got to find a way today, notice the color green, to carve out our own niche, figuring out how we can stand out and separate ourselves from everybody else. In other words, if you want to be relevant, then folks, figure out how to spend time doing things that are relevant. And the rest of it doesn't matter. It's difficult to say no. I deal with that. How can you spend your time pushing forward the goals, the ambitions, and the love affair you have with your business to everybody else? The rest of it doesn't matter because we only have so much time. Brand new you. I want you to remember that. Brand new you. Why does it matter so much? It matters because today, nobody's got a $3 million marketing budget. Raise your hand if your business has a $2 million marketing budget. Raise your hand if you have a $200,000 marketing budget. Somebody might have a $20,000 marketing budget or $2,000, and some might not have one at all. We rely on word of mouth. I know this. At the end of today, you will say something about me. You'll go tell somebody, hey, that was worth it. You know, heard a lot of hype. It was a pretty darn good talk. Or, you know what? Eh, you know, it was good. I got a lot of other things I could do with the show. I'm glad I was in there. It was halfway decent. He gave a halfway decent talk over there to me. He gave some people, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know what? Hey, Patrick, seriously, dude, I don't know how much money you spent on this guy. Complete waste of time. 
You will say something. I know that. My job is to change the narrative. And that's what your job is as well. You know people will talk about it. What's the experience factor? Ever heard the story during tax season of the company that actually did something different? People show up, they come in, they have their one hour appointment, they walk in, the guy is asked by the person at the front desk to drop the keys in the bucket. He's like, my car keys? Yes, your car keys, thank you very much. Goes in there, spends an hour, does his taxes, walks back out, they hand him the keys. He goes out to get his car. It's been detailed. Now you tell me, when he drives away, if he's gonna go tell somebody else about the experience. You tell me if that business was the green shoe against the white. You tell me if there was a wow instead of a what. What do you do? How do we do our job? Word of mouth is bigger than ever before. And if you want to go northward on that trajectory, five years from now, five weeks from now, whatever it might be, then you've got to find a way to be that influencer in a brand new you. You gotta think about the experiences you have, the experiences you can share, the impact you can make, what you've done, why it helped you, and how it'll help somebody else. It's important. And you need that bigger spotlight on the industry. We all do. That's why we're here, right? This is the biggest trade show in all of golf. It's the biggest deal. Great, what are you doing for three days? You just meeting and greeting, or are you actually making relevant contacts that will help you? Are you a card collector or a relationship builder? Which one? Hey, let me get a card. You ever going to talk to him again? Figure out who you can help. Not how they can help you. Don't shove your business down somebody's throat and say, this is it. Here's the menu. Eat off of Listen first. Learn. Then lead. And get people to understand what the value is that you're going to bring to somebody else. Solve their problem, their need. Make that experience at a golf course something people will never forget. That's the challenge for each and every one of us. This was the Getting Better Now podcast presented by the Golf Business Network. Head over to iTunes to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to rate and review while you're there. For more information, go to golfbusinessnetwork.com.